Warning. This podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. Welcome to another episode of the Viewers Anonymous Podcast. I am Scoots Bronson. And I am S. Foster. That's right. And we're here to give you all of the reviews of the movies and TV shows we watch and uh, that we picked up. I don't know. I got to come up with something better than that. That's a tough one for me. That's a tough one. <laughs> I'm really working on that one, man. Um, but what's going on with you, bro? Man, listen, I can't call it just another day of another day. Listen, why the news be lying all the time, yo? Listen, so oh, I don't watch I don't watch the news, okay? Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying? News come on. All right, right. And they on there talking about Yeah, like it's gonna be a cooler day today. Um, <laughs> <You believe it? laughs> <laughs> man, I'm like, all right, cool, cool. It ain't gonna be too bad, too bad. Man, I get to work. Man, it's already fucking hot, man. Like, it's uh, man, it's it's been it, look, man, it's been scorching, man. It's yeah. been scorching, but um, but I'm surviving though. I'm surviving down here, man. But um, but I can't really call it, man. Um, I have to steal your thing again, man. Everything's been slow motion, man. I just that's been, what I like to hear, man. Man, I just been taking in content, just trying to, you know, come up with new ideas, brainstorm, you know, all the all the regular shit. Mm-hmm. What's good with you though? Man, um, everything is like you said, man, slow motion, bro. I don't I really don't have no issues going on right now. Everything is going great. Um, you know what I'm saying? Woke up to some more OnlyFans money today and you know what I'm saying, enjoying that for right now and you know, just living life, bro. You know what I mean? Got my um, I just dropped a new line for my T-shirts on the XLX collection. So you know what I'm saying? I'm excited about that. I put po- I put those out there. So anybody who wants to go ahead and get those, that is out now. Um, you can go check my link tree. It's definitely on there. I was trying to get some shirts before my birthday came up, man, but it wasn't gonna be here on time, man. It wasn't gonna be here on time, so. I got to order them, you know what I'm saying, and wear them after my birthday. But I figured it would have been dope as hell, you know what I'm saying, to have it on my birthday, be out and about with the XLX on, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good, though, bro. That's good, man. Glad to hear that. Glad to hear that, man. So, um, ah, oh, man, yo, I want to do – I know this ain't the Friday show, so I ain't going to say that. <laughs> I got some – man, hey, I'm so ready to get my – uh, what we watching in? Uh, yeah. I was man, I'm so ready, man. I'd be so excited, man. Especially it ain't the like, one you went to the movie for, is it? I, w- I was gonna mention it because I just can we, feel we like, can just go ahead and talk about it now because we both seen it. Okay, man. Listen, I I don't want to you know do a whole deep dive, right? But I'm I'm gonna tell you what I really like about the movie. It's the fact. The fact that it's it's different. You, real, before you, we got we got let them know we talking about note first. Okay, 
You, you yeah. talk about Jordan Peele's Nope, ladies and gentlemen. It's still out in theaters. Y'all go check it out. Um, but yeah, go ahead. You said it's what now? It's 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 different. And I know everybody making their jokes. You know what I'm saying? I'm seeing a lot of people put on social media, yo, you you gonna go see that new Jordan Peele movie? Nope. Mm-hmm. No, like everybody being funny. But like watching it, what was refreshing about it was the fact that I've never seen nothing like it before. Yeah. And as much content as I watch, as much content as you watch, like we watch a lot of content. I've seen a lot of movies. And the one thing that I really liked about it was the fact that it was refreshing to see something new. It was a new idea. Like we thought the whole time that it was a fucking spaceship. It was not a damn spaceship. No, it wasn't at all. You know what I'm saying? And then another thing I'm hearing people say, well, you know, black people don't live out there and, and, and have no ranch out of stuff. I was like, Y'all do know there are black farmers, right? Like it's a bunch of people that live out on ranches and shit like that. Yeah, like it's not it's not just white people who does that. Like mm-hmm. that was one that was one thing that a lot of people was happy about Obama because he signed a new bill when he was in office that helped black farmers, mm-hmm. you know, all that type of shit. And it's actually a great money maker to groom horses to be in movies. Like yeah. that's Dude, that's you can make a lot of money doing that shit now. On their end, they wasn't making a lot of money, so he had to sell them. But I just thought that it was dope for it to be a refreshing movie that we thought we knew what was going on, but we really Mm -hmm. didn't. And I just wanted to mention it because I just feel like, and and I knew this going in. Like I was telling my old lady, like going into it, I was like, this is the thing about Jordan Peele that you have to understand. I was like, Jordan Peele, I said, in my eyes, I was like, this is only S. Foster's opinion. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that I think Jordan Peele is trying to become the modern age black Steven Spielberg. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Like, with you. I disagree with you. Okay. I'll tell you what. I but, think I think what Jordan Peele is trying to do is carve his own lane in film, right? Mm-hmm. And with him doing that, First and foremost, he's a fan of horror genres and sci-fi and all that. He's already said that. We know that part, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what we forget to realize is that he has a comedic background. He used to be in sketch comedy. He used to be in improv. So a lot of the shit that he's doing is he's mixing a lot of this shit up. Um, uh, his movies are unique as shit. Like, if you think of Get Out, his his very first film, Get Out. Get Out is a horror movie, but it's not a literal horror movie. It's not like a horror movie in the general sense of what we know horror to be. It's not a slasher film. It's not a. It's a thriller, but it's not like blood, gore. It ain't that type of horror film. Get Out is a horror film for black people. We know <laughs> exactly yeah. how dude felt throughout that whole movie. Every black person walked out that motherfucker was like, yeah, that was, that was a scary movie. And if you didn't, then you didn't get what the fuck he was trying to do. When he did us, us was a whole thing about conspiracies and the government. If you didn't pay attention to what he was doing, you know what I'm saying? You thinking that it's going to be a certain way or this, or you expected it to be this. You have to pay attention to what, you know what I'm saying? He's trying to do and not so much so, and not you per se, but just people who have, you know what I'm saying? The shit to say about it. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like you, you have to be able to take the art for what it is and not what you expect it to be. Like, um, I listened to shout out to Van Lathan, Charles Holmes, and The Ringer. They got a, a podcast called The Ringerverse. 
And you know what I'm saying? Like one of the things that uh, they were talking about was it's the summer of no expectations. When you're going into these movies and you're going to see these movies, don't have no fucking expectation and you'll actually enjoy the movie. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people bitching and complaining about Black Panther. Oh, well, well who going to do this? And who gonna... Don't have no expectations. Just enjoy the movie for what it is at the time. So when we talk about Nope, I don't think that he's trying to be Steven Spielberg. I think he's trying to be the first Jordan Peele to where he's he's creating something that is unique and is and in the moment we probably don't understand what it is but later on down the line i think that these films are going to be fucking amazing i think that these films are going to stand out this is going to be some like spike lee type shit in the future to where he's going to be one of those acclaimed producers and directors that we're going to be talking about years and years down the line um for me i, I agree 100 with you note was very refreshing the fact that we the fact that you watch this whole movie and you trying to figure out what the fuck are they, you know, what the fuck are they looking at or what the fuck is going on? Like to me, that was the best part of the movie was the the anticipation, the thrill, the anxiety of them showing the clouds and you like, what the fuck are they looking at? And you can't see what they're looking at for real, but they can see it, of course. But it's like, I don't get what they're looking at. And then when you finally see this shit, you're like, oh shit, this goddamn spaceship taking everything up. Then you realize this ain't no fucking spaceship. You know what I'm saying? You're like, oh shit. So you know what I'm saying? And then for what they for to me, that was one of the best endings to a sci-fi movie in a long time. To see that, to to actually see that shit was that was some great special effects, too. I gotta give them that. Yeah, like when they opened up and did all yes. that, that, that shit was wild. Yes. And and see, and and I, I knew going in, this is one thing that I did know going in. And I was telling them this. I said, listen, I said, the thing about Jordan Peele movies, I said, for number one, you have to pay attention. Definitely. And number two, you have to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. I said, it, and then his mo- movies always have a different meaning to it than you mm-hmm. think. Because like you said, Get Out, it is a horror movie for black people, but it's also a psychological yep. horror movie for black people because yep. You know, because we can sit back and be like, yo, do you know how crazy it would be for us to be, you know, in this sunken place watching a white person, like, live our, our lives in our bodies? You know what I'm saying? Like, like that that's a fucking nightmare. And then you know not only that, just the allegory of everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and then, like, when it came with us, like you said, with the whole conspiracy of, like, there's, there's you know, us being doppelgangers and all that like yeah but to me that i when 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 i actually watch the shit in the moment of course i'm just really trying to spend time figuring it out of what's going on once later on down the line i'm actually reading and looking at shit and re-watching the shit i'm actually looking at it from a different perspective like with us it took me a minute to actually appreciate what us was. And that's why, you know what I'm saying? Like seeing it, I'm like, oh, this is like some conspiracy type shit. Like with the, the whole government program to do this and do that with the tethers and all that shit. Like to me, us was a great movie. I thought so too. Yeah. I thought so too. But I mean, I, I don't want to get, you know, said deep into it because, right. you know, this is a, but like, I, I just wanted to mention it because like, I, I just felt like it was just really, really, refreshing because it was like yo i've never seen a movie like this before mm-hmm. and then like the previews get you thinking oh man it's a spaceship is this is that and it's just like it's some kind of fucking 
living organ, organ, um, organism somehow. Mm-hmm. And like it just feeds off of, you know what I'm saying, people and horse, well, not just people, but just meat, whatever it can eat. Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing them playing the whole game of, you know, putting a fake horse out there and then that fake horse ended up pissing it off. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like, I, I, man, I, I look, shout out to Jordan Peele. You know, he wrote it, directed it, produced it. Um, that shit was great. That I, I thought so too, man. I, I thought it. I thought it was refreshing to see something. That's why I, that, when I seen it, I put it up on the Twitter feed. I was uh, uh, on the um on the view and on Twitter feed, man. I was like, yo, this movie was actually pretty good. I don't know what everybody else talking about. They bugging, but that shit was alright. Because look, man, let, let's just be real, and we'll get into the thing. I think a lot of people don't like when they have to actually use their brain to figure something out. One hundred percent. And they go straight to I don't like it because they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I've seen that happen so many times where someone said, "Yo," like I remember one time I ended up calling some people stupid and I didn't mean to. Because <laughs> you know like I was, uh, we was watching Deja Vu, mm-hmm. which a great fuck. We we need I need yeah. to put that on the list because we need to do yeah. Deja Vu on here. But like mm-hmm. the whole thing of like they mm-hmm. like they didn't they didn't get like. The whole time travel shit. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain it to him. Oh, well, this movie's stupid. I said, You're only saying it's stupid because you don't get it. You and don't like, understand. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, damn, I just got you stupid, didn't I? <laughs> just like, but but mm-hmm. like, no, that is that is a great fucking movie, man. But I, I think Jordan Peel, I think he did well. But also, before we go, the the audience, this is the thing with Jordan. I don't think Jordan is n- I think he's trying. Okay, first of all, I think he just won an audience. That's number mm-hmm. one. But I think he's really trying to really get that black audience. But I think that he also have to understand, like, when when you're targeting one audience with the type of material that he has, I don't think that that. I don't, it's not a bad idea. I just think that with him making the attempt to try to get people to start looking at cinema a little differently, mm-hmm. but it's just that I think there are going to be some people that that are kind of lazy movie watchers. Like oh, I get sure. it. Like like don't get me wrong. Like we do this shit. Because mm-hmm. we are entertained, and, and you know what I'm saying, and we want to entertain people to try to get them to watch the shit that we watch it. <clears> but <throat> at the same time, it's like it's great to be able to watch something and that shit get your brain working. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's just I I don't know if everybody and, and I think that's you know I heard Joe Nim talking about it, and I I just think that they I think the only person that saw it was Parks. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think the rest of the crew went to go see it. I know I but, said he wasn't he, he wasn't gonna see it. Yeah, and it was just like I, I, I but the thing is you hear them talk about some TV shows and they'd be like they really be getting in depth with it. And it's like I don't see why y'all not I don't I see think, how this stuff is not intriguing to you. I think what Jordan Peele is doing, like I said, for right now in the moment is not going to be understood. I think later on down the line is going to be that same appreciation that we gave Spike Lee. I feel like when Spike Lee came out and did what he did, people didn't give it that appreciation that it deserved. 
later on down the line, they ended up being classics. They ended up being the movies that people love. I think that Jordan Peele is going to end up in that same vein. Um, he makes his movies for black people because, of course, he's a black man. The thing about it is, is that it's not the typical black shit. And I think that's perfect. Like, why can't we have a movie like No? I don't give a fuck if black people don't live out in the middle of nowhere on a ranch with horses. Who cares? But you motherfuckers always want to complain about representation. He's putting us in fucking movies. Exactly. Bro, Kiki Palmer showed her ass in this movie, and she is a great actress. She has always been a great actress. From Akilah and the B all the way up to whatever she's done, she's always killed that shit. And she showed her ass in this one, too. Daniel Kaluuya. I know that, you know what I'm saying, we don't get to see him in a lot of shit and him actually being, like, in the forefront of shit. But the fact that he's been in these movies, bro, he does a great fucking job. Like, uh, um, oh, man, uh, Winston Duke, he does a great fucking job. Um, oh, girl, that, Stanfield. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield. Um, Lapita Nyong'o, like, he's putting these people on the screen for us to see, like, this is representation for us, bro. This is representation for us. And as far as I'm concerned, outside of just the fact that he's doing it for the black audience, he's making movies that he wants to make. Exactly. That's a beautiful thing. He's being creative. I like that shit. Like, yes, bring that shit. I don't give a fuck what he makes. I'm going to go see it. Because that shit is not only just, is it, to me, it's not just good. It's interesting as fuck just to see what the fuck is coming out of this dude's brain. I enjoy this shit, man. I like it. I so I mean, it. if they don't want to fuck with it, hey, don't fuck with it. But just don't be mad when when you know what I'm saying y'all looking around and y'all got to start talking about how representation is representation that we got somebody that's putting representation on the screen. Let's support that so we can get more and we can have a variety of shit. If we go support Jordan Peele, it's another motherfucker that's gonna pop up. Ryan Coogler be able to do other shit too. And then we can go fuck with Ryan Coogler. And then once Ryan Coogler do his shit, we go fuck with somebody else. And then we'll have a, a, a actual selection of where we can pick and choose who we want to do that with. But for right now, let's support these people in their moments, man. Let's let's show them that love that they deserve, bro. So that way, later on down the line, we don't have to keep complaining about, oh, they don't make movies for us. Movies are being made for us. We can't be picky and choosy right now. We got to motherfucking take what we get right now and, and respect it. And if we're going to criticize it, let's properly criticize it. Don't, let's not just say it's stupid because we didn't get it or whatever the case may be. Let's properly criticize it. Let's say we don't like it because of and give an actual reason from the movie why. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Let's get them the same fair chance we give everybody else, man. Yeah. And, you know, further down the road, because I think that, I'm I'm gonna have to see it again. I'm so definitely like, watching it again. So um whenever, you know, it finally come out on streaming services and all that type stuff, man, we can revisit this conversation to actually sure. give a breakdown on the podcast yeah. and gotcha. do the movie. Because I think that we we did get out. We haven't done this, but we did get out. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just think that what, what he's doing and what he's trying to do, I think is brilliant. Sure. I know, you know, we I and I don't say that a lot, but and I don't even say fucking refreshing, but yeah. I, but I, that's how I felt. I was like, "Yo, this is refreshing." Like like I've never seen nothing like this before. Yeah, you felt like, "Damn, it's about time we got some shit like this." Because it's like 
Look at the, the, okay. Damn it, I can't stop. I hate when people say, "Oh, all they doing is remaking everything. Nobody got no new ideas in Hollywood. Everybody's doing the same movie." They mm-hmm. then we get a brand new movie. I've never seen anything like this before. Amen. And people are criticizing it and say that there's no new ideas out there. Exactly. Listen, if they can show love to Cloverfield, they can show love to Nope. And Cloverfield is one of my favorite movies. I love that fucking movie. But if they can show love to Cloverfield, they can show love to Nope. Because we only got that last little few seconds at the end of Cloverfield to see what the fuck was going on and what the fuck it was that was causing all the bullshit. Yeah. The whole time we watched the motherfuckers run around with a handy camera and we we just heard noises. So finally when we get a get the black version of that, y'all wanna complain about it. Fuck that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had to get that last point off. For sure. Because you just you just hear I hear so many people say all they're doing is remaking shit and they have no new ideas. And then when somebody give us a new idea, you criticize it before you even seen it. Mm-hmm. That's what I, exactly. Exactly. But so, man, what we watch? Damn! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, it wasn't me this time. So look, we off the soapbox, man. Let's get into the feature presentation, man. Listen, we got the beautiful, beautiful doc here. Um, it was released this year, uh, July sixth. And when I tell you this is one of those things, man, that I not only watched the documentary, I actually went to go listen to the podcast that got released about this by Netflix as well. Um, this is out on Netflix. It's called The Girl in the Picture. Um, it is a Netflix original. They also have a podcast about it, so go check that out if you guys listen to uh Well, I know you listen to pods because you listen to this, duh. But you know what I'm saying? Um, go check that out. It, it kind of Once you watch the doc, go listen to the pod. Basically, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, but, man, listen. First, just first instincts watching this, bro. What did you think? Well, going into it, it, it was not even what I thought it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm sitting here thinking, like, like watching the like watching the trailer for it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, all right, there's this this um, there's this girl, um, she gets murdered, and you know this guy got her and all this type of stuff. So it's it's like I'm not really understanding. And so it's like, all right, so let me watch this shit. So I'm watching it. And then it's like, come to find out, like, it's like a layer gets taken off. Like, oh every, goodness. like, every, like, 20 minutes, like, a new layer get peeled back. And you're like, what the fuck? Because it's like, this is his daughter. And then some shit happened. They do a DNA test. It's his stepdaughter. He, he, yeah. It ain't even his. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? Then it's like the girl dies, and it's like, well, this girl dies, and then it's like she's not even that's not even her name. Nope. And it's like, okay. And then it's like, because I'm sitting here thinking, okay, my brain goes immediately to all right, all y'all gotta do is take this girl's name and be like, go to the parents of like. Didn't y'all have a missing daughter when she was four? Nobody reported this girl missing. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, but then you kind of find out they ain't even her fucking name. And you're like, how the hell is this four-year-old girl 
it's just been with this guy, and then you find out he's been on a run, and mm-hmm. it's like, dude, I can't even shut up. It's like, what? <laughs> I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is going on? I'm like, what is Hey, listen, this? this is one of the greatest documentaries I've watched in a long time, and I'm going to tell you what made it even better, just listening to the pod about the shit, bro. Okay, so listen. For the people who don't know, The Grill in the Picture, right, is, is a documentary about this uh, young lady. Her real name is Susan Savakis. Um, She ends up at a young age being kidnapped by Franklin Floyd. And basically, Franklin Floyd was on the run. He ended up basically kidnapping her, changing their names, changing their identities and everything else. As, they, um, as she got older, he basically was going from state to state to state to state, and he was... Um, trafficking her not only was he trafficking her he basically had her in like stockholm syndrome and um he ended up impregnating her they ended up having multiple children um and then in the midst of all of that he ended up killing her and killing his son and i'm sorry killing one of the kids because i don't think uh, michael was his son um but he ended up killing one of the kids and then um, ended up locked up and then he ended up getting out. And then I believe he ended up getting locked up again or he ended up dying. I forgot how it ended with him. You talking about the, you're not talking about the main guy, are you? Yeah. The, the kidnapper dude. That was, uh, uh, he went by Clarence. He, well, one of his, his real name was Franklin Floyd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went by Clarence Hughes because the son, the twenty-year-old son, ended up being named Michael Hughes. Mm -hmm. And and then come to find out, that's another thing. It's like they peeled back the layers on him. Wasn't even his son. Not only if it that it wasn't his son, but this dude had like eight different names. Yeah. And then once they finally got to his first name, (laughs) they see that my man has been arrested for kidnapping. They see that he's been arrested for i mean he was he was arrested for some other shit it was kidnapping um pedophilia that it was i felt like it was it was one more it felt like it was one more charge and then okay so i gotta ask you this man we're getting right into the shits Mm -hmm. so hold on what's the real name because they had it it was tanya but it was uh suzanne okay Suzanne's in Vegas. They get to her mother, and that's when we get to the root of this thing, right? So oh, I want to talk about the real mother for a second here. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so they bring this lady on, and like, because how they even got the information, uh, real quick, my man got arrested, and the way that he got arrested it was so funny because he applied for an ID, and they was able to they they faked a UPS driver and then was able to arrest the man. Like, that's how they was able to finally get him. Mm-hmm. So they arrest him. So, like, the FBI went to go talk to him. They said they went in there and they said immediately he just starts going off on some shit because they thought that he was the, their lawyer, well, his lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, we're just going to let him keep talking because, we, you know, we might get some shit out of him. So he was like, after about 20 minutes of him talking, it was like, yo, we ain't your lawyer. He was like, well, who are you? They're like, we the FBI. So they talking to him. They, they said they asked him three questions or whatnot. 
And so finally they start peeling back the layers and then come to find out they get they said that uh the girl was from some part of Michigan. Mm-hmm. So they was able to get the lady's name and they're like, yo, like she's still alive. Like both parents are still mm-hmm. alive. And so I go with the guy first because his is shorter. So basically that they are the girl real parents, they got together young, got married. My man went to Vietnam. Um, he ended up coming back from Vietnam. He didn't see his first baby. Uh, well, not first. Excuse me, his only child born yeah. because he was he was overseas. Come to find out, this bitch out here, they got out here fucking. <laughs> they got two two more babies while she's married to this mm-hmm. man, and this man is out here serving the country. And Viet fucking Nam, Vietnam, one of the most brutal wars that there was at this time. And and my man is over here trying to, you know what I'm saying, get together a good life, getting some money put yep. together. He thought the best thing to do was to go into the army and serve and all this type mm-hmm. of shit. He comes back. This bitch got two more kids talking about <laughs> she want a divorce. <laughs> bitch, I was going to divorce you. What are you talking about? Man, listen. I'm over here thinking you being faithful to me. Mm-hmm. And, and not only, okay, now you also gotta understand because the first girl was born in 69, so we talking early 70s. There wasn't no condoms back then. So you right. can't say she was out here fucking people raw because everybody fucked raw. Yeah. So but still, that was fresh off could, of that was fresh off of the love era. Yeah, and it's like, but still, you couldn't, you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't know about the pull-out game back then or what? Like she yeah, just it didn't was care. All free love. Everybody was high and fucking. So She's sitting here talking about she wanted a divorce. So she gets stressed out. I can't remember what her dumbass excuse was. And so she goes to uh not the health department. Um was the DSS? I think she mm-hmm. went to well, yeah. So let's just say so she went to DSS and saying that she needed help with a kid. Oh, a tornado came. So a tornado came and no, destroyed remember, all of her shit. No, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. She didn't go to DSS at first. Remember, she went to her parents. And yeah, her parents to, wouldn't help her. Yeah. So then she went there because she was like, she had PTSD from the tornado and she mm-hmm. always thinks something's going to happen. So <laughs> she basically said she wasn't mentally fit to take care of the kids. Yep. So the, those people called him up and was like, hey, we know only one of these kids are biologically yours, but mm-hmm. these kids are grown attached to each other and we don't want to split them up. So are you willing to adopt these two other kids and take on your daughter? Mm-hmm. He was like, I was 23. I was still living with my parents. He was like, I didn't have a job, so I didn't think I would be fit to take care of a kid. Right. <laughs> now, people also got to consider Men, especially during those times in the early 70s, like they wasn't no primary caretakers of no kids. I mean, the way nah, things were, work. yeah, they were they were the one who was the breadwinners. They brought the money mm-hmm. home and stuff like that. So, like asking a 23 year old kid who just freshly got out of the army, and then he said he was dealing with, you know what I'm saying, the shit that he was doing over there. So had PTSD, bro. Yeah, and I couldn't be <laughs> I, I couldn't be I couldn't really be mad at him, man. I really couldn't because it's like 
the state of mind that he's probably in Man, at this point. Fuck all that, bro. Keep it real. He ain't want them other two kids. <laughs> Let's be real, bro. He ain't want them other two fucking kids. His daughter, he said, yeah. Them other two kids, he said, fuck them kids. You know what I'm saying? So he had to sacrifice. Let's just be honest, bro. That's all it is. He just didn't want the other two kids, and that's okay. And then, not only that, we forgetting the bitch was pregnant. Yo. She was having a little boy. It was three girls and a little fucking boy. Yo, mom deuce was out here. Wow. She was so, fucking. She she definitely was doing that. So the whole point of me bringing all of this up right well, now. Well, hold on, because this, this okay. is this is where it get this is where it get good. So remember in um remember when she when they had the tornado. When she when they left, they end up getting put up in hotels. Well, she mm-hmm. was pregnant when she went in there. When they came out of the hotels, she wasn't pregnant no more. And remember, the family didn't want wasn't having anything to do with her. But they was asking, you know, they was trying to figure out where is the other baby. And that's really how they ended up getting the strange. How she ended up getting the strange from the family for real because. They didn't understand what the fuck was going on. Where was the other baby? She put the baby up for adoption, which was her son. So all of that shit happened. And then she ends up going to church later on after she start finally getting her shit together or whatever, because she ain't got no kids now. After she done put her kids up for adoption, she go to church and she meet this dude. She meets this dude. This dude is talking to her or whatever. And basically she's like, um, yeah. You know, I I wanna, you know, I wanna get my life together, whatever, whatever. He like, listen, God sent me to help you out. We're gonna get married and we're gonna get your kids back. They met on Sunday, got married on Tuesday. Oh, what a miracle. <laughs> oh, what a fucking miracle. So in the midst of all this happening. He helps her get the kids back or whatever. He's working. He's doing everything. You know what I'm saying? He's basically helping her raise the kids and everything else. And she has to go. um, She said that in the midst of everything, you know, happening, when everything was good, she didn't have to work and all this other shit. So finally, shit started hitting where, you know what I'm saying, he wasn't making as much money as he should. So she had to start going to work. So finally, when she went to work, she had to go to a job that was out of state. So... Um, I think she was the uh she was talking to her neighbors or something like that, and you know the neighbors was keeping the kids and she didn't know anything, so the neighbors had called her and told her, and she was like, "Well, oh no, no, that's what happened." So Franklin went to go, um, Franklin went to go cash a check or some shit like that, and I guess the check was like a false check. It was like fraud or some shit. Yeah, she went to jail for check, uh, check fraud. He 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 went to jail for check fraud. No, she went to jail. Oh, that's right. She he, that's what that's why she was out of state. That's right. That's why she was out of state. So yeah, she ended up, when she got out, she went to looking for him, and they yeah. were gone. So he had the kids, <clears throat> and in the midst of him having the kids, um, he took the Otis, who was Suzanne, and took her and got the fuck up out of there. Left the other two kids behind because apparently didn't nobody want them other two kids. Well, he dropped them off at the orphanage. 
I, that's what I'm saying. But then nobody wants the mother two kids. Now that's the yeah. real. This is the real story, really, that we're not talking about. Is what the fuck is wrong with these two other little girls that don't nobody want nothing to do with? <laughs> you dirty. Because <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, man. I'm just being honest. I was thinking about that shit the whole time. I'm like, why the fuck do these other two little girls keep getting left in the fucking dust? The the one dad didn't want him. This nigga didn't want him. What what was wrong with these two little girls? And then the real dad. What where's the real where, dad? Where the fuck the is he? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so the you know what I'm saying. The mama locked up. They they lived a horrible life. That's this is what the story should have been about. Um, so you know what I'm saying. The son he off somewhere living his life. We don't know nothing about that dude. Uh, at least not yet. So this motherfucker takes this little girl across state lines, gonna do all this stuff to her, and basically this nigga is fucking molesting this little girl. Not only is he molesting this little girl, he's bringing his quote unquote friends over to molest this little girl. That is nuts, dude. This shit is fucking crazy. So basically, when they was asking her, like, well. You know what I'm saying? Did you go talk to the cops or whatever? Now, this is the part I don't believe. She says she went to the cops. And because that because they were married and because that was her stepdad, basically the cops said there was nothing that they can do. And they're, they're sure that she didn't get kidnapped. They'll be back. To me, that sounds like a weak-ass excuse to the fact that your ass got locked up and you found another reason not to have your fucking kids. Even yeah, though you because, went to go get the other two back finally. Yeah, because when they talked to the other dancer, her situation was similar to that. And, and she, she said yeah. her mom spent all of her resources. She, she yep. said her mom was going in. And she had to, she to got took to Mexico. Yeah. And they found her. Yeah, so man, like man. so it's it's like I felt like she was very nonchalant about finding her kids and, and and maybe you heard it on the podcast i didn't get a chance to listen to it mm-hmm. but did they ever say if she went to get her two kids from that or or yeah no she went to so she went to go get her two other two back okay, she went to go get okay. The other two back. never went to go get the son though the son yeah. was off living his life he on he ain't know nothing about this shit he don't know nothing about this shit because they actually talked to him on the pod so he don't he don't even know shit about what's going on. Like when they when they start doing this documentary, that's when he found out everything that was going on. He didn't even know he had a, a different mother. Yo, that's wow. You man. feel what I'm saying? That so is- so all of that shit was happening. Um, so anyway, Franklin changes the identity of him and Suzanne. Um, and then he changed his name to Clarence, and her name was um Tanya. Tanya, no, Tanya was the second name. Them was them the second names. What was their yeah, names when they was in Atlanta? Or I'm not not Atlanta when they was in Georgia. Let me see. She was ah, uh, what was that name? Let me see. Because of Tanya, so we got we got Tanya. We got no, 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 no. Dude, it was it was Tanya because it was it was Tanya on uh, Tadlock, and then she got married to him, and her name went to Tanya Hughes. That's no, why I, I know, but no, listen, that was not that wasn't their name in in Georgia. Their name was something else in Georgia. Ta, uh, when Karen they, when, Marshall. 
Sharon Marshall. Sharon Marshall. And I forgot what his name was, but she was Sharon Marshall in Georgia. But his name was Warren Marshall. Warren. So it was Warren and Sharon when they was in Georgia. They went to Georgia. Now at this time, she in high school. So in the midst yep. of her being in high school, like she getting straight fucking A's. She got great grades. She's going to fucking school. She's no, she had a um full scholarship to Georgia. Full Tech. scholarship to Georgia Tech for uh astrophysics, bro. That shit, yep. like this girl is fucking smart as shit. So she meet a friend, she meet two friends. One of them's a guy, one of them is a girl. The 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 dude, he cool, you know what I'm saying? They they like best friends. The way he was saying that he, you know what I'm saying, he was describing it like basically he was friend zone the whole time, but he was in love mm-hmm. with her for real without really saying he was in love with her. You know what I'm saying? Everybody know that, you could tell. But her other friend, you know what I'm saying, had came to spend the night one night. So as she's as you know what I'm saying, as they kicking it or whatever, you know what I'm saying, they chilling and doing their thing. This nigga bust in the room with a gun, screaming and yelling at him. They in they drawers and they brawn panties, they they about to change it to their pajamas. They, you know what I'm saying, him and Warren and, and uh and um uh, Sharon start laughing. So she freaked the fuck out. She like, what the fuck kind of le- goofy shit? This ain't no prank. What the fuck was that? So they finally, you know what I'm saying, get their shit on. You know what I'm saying? They they going to sleep, laying down. This nigga come back in the room with the gun. Tell the girl, hey, put the pillow over your head real quick. So you know she like, all right. Next thing you know, he get the fucking on Sharon. So she freaked the, the girl sleeping on the floor is freaking the fuck out. She don't, she like, what the fuck just happened? So she wake up, Sharon trying to comfort her. She like, you know, that's just what he does. You know, don't don't feel no way about it. Da-da-da, don't worry about it. So, you know what I'm saying? She go home and, you know, she freaked the fuck out. And her mom, you know, saying they meet him or whatever. And they out or Sharon's over her house. He uh, Warren comes to pick her up. And this nigga like. You know what I'm saying? Talking to her mom all kind of crazy and shit. So her mom, you know, when Sharon leave, her mom like, hey, I don't want you around him no more. Leave that motherfucker alone. I don't want you around him. But you know how hard-headed kids is. That motherfucker didn't listen. So she's still kicking it and doing whatever. So one night, they go out. This nigga takes them to a fucking bar, bro. Tells them to dance and then leaves. For two hours. Comes back and get him. So then um, another another incident that the girl, I forgot what the one lady's name is that was in Georgia. But another thing that she said was they she had called her. And while she was on the phone with her, Warren come out the, you know, in the room like, who the fuck are you on the phone with? And she like, it's just a friend from school, blah, 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 da, da, da. And then she was like, well, I got to go because my dad's friends are over here and I have to entertain them. She hung up, and from what we know now, we know what the entertainment was. Yeah. And so, um, basically, Sharon gets older. They about to graduate or whatever. She tells, um, you know what I'm saying, she tells her friend she's not going to Georgia Tech because her and Warren have to move to, I think it was Arizona? No, uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I'm sorry, Oklahoma. So, they about to leave to Oklahoma. She ends up having a boyfriend. The boyfriend say... Well, you know what I'm saying? It's cool because Sharon ends up getting pregnant. 
And then the boyfriend moves to Oklahoma with them and basically ends up taking care of both of them. Yeah, and like in and one of the things that he changed, he changed that identity for number one, he changed their names, but number two, what he did because he said that when he knew that they that it was gonna be a story, like coming out of Atlanta, like because the my man been on the run, he was on the run at this point for over a decade. Since the seventies, nigga. And because this was 84, no, 80, yeah, this was around 84, 85. Yep. And so instead of somebody saying, yo, we're looking for a, a father, his daughter. And no, no, no. You you going way past that. You going way. This is when they going, this is when they, they ain't even go to Oklahoma. This is why I said Arizona. When they get to Arizona, the, the boyfriend was with her. So... The boyfriend is working, you know what I'm saying, taking care of them or whatever. So he was saying, like, he was coming home and, like, wanting to be having motherfuckers there that he don't know, like, all kind of shit. And this is when she had the baby. So she ended up having the baby. Come to find out, the baby ain't the boyfriend's. Yep, you're right. So he like, well, shit, this whole time I've been doing all this shit, this ain't even my fucking kid. So he like, yo, y'all got to get the fuck out. So that's when they get out, they leave, and then they go to Oklahoma. Yeah, and he changed, and he forces her to marry him because he was like, yo, they're going to be looking for a father, a daughter, and a grandson. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be looking for a husband, a husband and wife, and, wife and, a and a son. Yeah. So and then they was going between Oklahoma and Florida, but you can take it from here. Yeah, and and I just thought that, like when when they went to Oklahoma City, that's when she met the uh the one dancer that I was talking about earlier, yeah. where you know she was like you know her this mother is had, Tanya. yeah, she's Tanya at this mm-hmm. point, and she was saying like even when old dude was showing up, you know he was it was always weird, you know he only wanted her, you know the. Like, dude, I gotta say this. This, this is this is some weird ass shit. But see, but people are into stuff like this though, because what was always weird about it was, it seemed he was like very possessive over her, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't mind other dudes looking at her and smashing her and shit like that. Which yeah, because it wasn't his girl. That was his property. Yeah, that was his meal ticket. I mean, it was a meal ticket, but and then like to put her into stripping because old girl said, "Yo, I could pull in five to a thousand a night." Mm-hmm. You gotta think about this. This is nineteen. This is mid eighties. Yeah, five hundred to a thousand dollars a night. Yo, was killing it. I'm talking about that's like two two thousand twenty five hundred now. Like, yeah, that's. That is nuts. No, it's really more than that, though, if you think about it. Yeah, because, I mean, look, I was talking about this with uh That's with at least cousin. like making like five stacks a night. Yeah, because like, you got to think about it this way. Yo, gas was on like 35 cent back then. Yo. If that. <laughs> you know what I'm if saying? That. Like, you could buy, because you could buy was 25 cent. Yo, you could buy a house for like 10 grand. Exactly. Back then. 
Exactly. So, like, bringing in five to $1,000 a night and you work it, I mean, shit, you can work three, four nights. They probably working five. Them bitches, yeah, I bet you them bitches working like five nights a week, bro. So, like, you you ain't lying, but when you talk about meal ticket, because he's like, yo, like, you keep, but then this is the crazy part. Old girl said, yo, he would come in and go looking for Tanya, and Tanya would be by the bathroom asking, you know what I'm saying, dudes, if they wanted to fuck for $50. $50, bro. And they was, she was talking about $50 blowjobs, too, bro. Yo, this is wow. But this is the thing that fucked me up, right? This is the thing that, that totally fucked me up. So all of this shit is going on, bro. She only like 18, 19 years old in the midst of all this shit. Mm-hmm. So technically, she really an adult. Yeah. So the whole time, I know a lot of people, just like I was thinking at first before they actually end up asking old girl this question. I'm like, bro, why ain't this? Why ain't she just leave? Why ain't this just get the fuck out of here? Come to find out, the girl was saying that. She couldn't leave because she told her, like, if I leave, like, this motherfucker is going to kill me. This I know shit that don't nobody know about this motherfucker. He done did some horrible shit. But not only that, the one thing that he kept doing, and everybody noticed, he kept Michael all of the time. Yep. And she was not leaving without Michael. Yep. And that's and that that was the thing that really fucked it up for her because, like, while she's at the club. You think there ain't no dude at the club that she could just say something to and they mm-hmm. just grab her and you know what I mean? But she mm-hmm. knew I don't I don't want to leave Michael behind. Right. And so then when she dies, because like y'all, we kind of going all over the place, but then like so she dies. Oh no, wait, before we get there, not only does she die, she ends up befriending a girl. Mm-hmm. So when they she when they get to Oklahoma, she makes friends with a girl at the club. Her and the girl, they just kicking it at the little spot or whatever at their house. He takes them to Florida. The owner of the club tells the oh, the girl, like, yo, I don't think you should go to Florida with them. I don't think you should be hanging around, dude. Dude is a little different. So the girl don't listen. They go there or whatever. Next thing you know, she was supposed to be getting on the flight to go back to Oklahoma. She never show up. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that girl. She never show up. So they come back. They asking your world girl that like, he like shit. She just she left us. And then this nigga left her car at the airport, bro. Left her car at the airport, and then they find my girl on the side of oh, was it two was it two seventy five? On the side of the interstate on interstate two seventy five, they Fucked find my girl room. body, and then she ends up becoming a cold case. Because they don't have no, you know, they don't have anything. They're like, Mm -hmm. you know, we just found this girl. And then come to find out, they was able to, because my man got charged with kidnapping. Mm -hmm. But once he was in there and started talking, they was able to tie him into the the girl that was on the side of the road of 275. So that's how that whole thing happened. But the reason. The crazy shit about that, though, right? Mm-hmm. Is he was trying to get them in a porn, bro? Yeah, he had kid Remember? porn. He had no, it wasn't kid. Nah, they well, were still adults at this time. Though. I know, yeah, that they did. No, I'm saying they was adults. He had a video of them on the beach, topless, like butt ass naked, and he was showing the girl that ran the club. Yeah, that shit. I was is, talking about bro, this motherfucker was crazy. He this nigga had a boat. 
did they say anything about the boat in the dock? Because I don't remember this. No, I was gonna mention what he had under the under the car when he got arrested. Hold on, real quick, because this is we this is important. So this motherfucker he finds a way to finagle a boat, right? Mm-hmm. So he telling everybody from the strip club, yo, whenever y'all want to kick it, you know what I'm saying? Y'all can, you know what I'm saying, get with Tanya. We got a boat. So they getting out on the boat. But when they get out on the boat, like this nigga showing his true colors. So he mm-hmm. tell basically when they get on the boat, he telling them like, yo, y'all do what the fuck I say when I say it. So once the trail get hot, when they end up going back to, oh, this is when they in Florida. Cause they end up, they get, she work at a strip club in Florida too. Mm-hmm. When they get before they get back to Oklahoma, this nigga does insurance fraud on the boat. Gets the money, then that's when they go back to Oklahoma. That's when he killed the girl, fucked up the boat, left on girl car, and then they go back to Oklahoma. Yeah, like because what I was talking about with the kitty porn thing was when he got arrested when they did the uh the uh, the UPS the delivery thing. Mm-hmm. When they went to his car, they found an envelope under the car. That wasn't his car. So, but it was pictures of old girl. I mean, yeah, it wasn't no, his car. Yeah, yeah. but but you know um, whose car it was? Nah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think they. This, I don't think they said it. This why I said you you got to listen to the pod because the pod tell you a whole bunch of shit. So. Everything that's in the doc that they missed out, the pod is a thousand times better, bro. So listen. Okay. So now remember he was on the run, right? Mm-hmm. Well, when she had died, Michael had got put up for adoption. Yep. He had ended up getting locked up, so they had to put Michael up for adoption. Well, when Michael got put up for adoption or whatever, he was getting visits. They was allowing Michael to come see him. That's when he found out Michael was not his son. Yeah, and they they cut it off. They cut it off. Well, he was writing letters to the motherfuckers that was the adoptive parents, the foster parents. He was writing letters to them and telling them, I'm getting my son back. This motherfucker gets out, bro. He finds out where these motherfuckers live. Not only does he find out where they live, he is casing they fucking house. Now, they got like three or four other kids. No, no, they had two or three other kids that lived with them. They had like three or four in total. Well, this nigga is riding around. And the lady, when she's she, the lady's coming home, he rides past her and looks at her and then, you know, drives off. So she like, this motherfucker look familiar. That's suspicious as fuck. Well, this nigga goes to Michael's school. Yep. Walks into the school with a gun, tells the principal, I need you to go get my son. He like, I don't know what you're talking about. My son is Michael Hughes. I need my son. The principal go, he follows the principal to the classroom, gets Michael out the classroom. They leave. He takes the principal with him, tells the principal, take us to your car. Gets in the principal's car. They drive off. He takes the principal out in the woods and handcuffs this motherfucker to a tree. Yep. And leaves him there. Drives off, takes this man car. Yeah, and and that was put, the that was the principal's truck that they got uh, that they found. Yeah, and he put those pictures up on there because they found a picture of, you know, the original name is Suzanne. Found mm-hmm. pictures of her when she was like four years old, like butt yep. naked and stuff, and yep. and you know it was some other girls in there too. And that's how they tied him to 
275 girl yep. because he they found a picture of her as well and that's how they was able to charge him for murder mm-hmm. like man this shit it's, it's so crazy man to sit back and just think that that was a person you know what i'm saying that was a fugitive for almost two decades literally because I, I think it ended up being a total of 17 years under the radar bro under the radar, man, with with a with a child, and see, and that's what I'm saying. If that lady would have been on TV, CNN, all that type shit, yo, my my daughter Suzanne has been missed. Well, put it this way, she could at least said, yo, yeah, the man that I married, we're not together, but he took my daughter, and I have not seen my daughter in this amount of time. Well, if she if if she would have just went there and said, hey, I think. My husband took my daughter. I came, you know what I'm saying? It, I got arrested for a check fraud. Da, da, da. Like, I didn't cash no check, everything. Like, she she had a whole story to go find this dude. Yep. Like, she had everything she needed to go find this dude to go get her daughter back. She never once seemed like, in the when they was interviewing her, she never seemed like she was trying to get her back at all. She wasn't. But... We also got to get into, so Suzanne had a daughter first. Yep. Gave her up for adoption, which is Megan. So then she had Michael, Mm -hmm. and then she got pregnant again and had another boy. Put him up for adoption, too. Put him up for adoption, too. And then the crazy part was when they talked to Megan, and what was cool about Megan's mom was the fact of, she told her right off the rip, like, you Everything know, you is. are adopted, you know, all this type of stuff. So she, when she got older, she was like, yo, she wanted to do a DNA test. And then she does the DNA test and then come to find out they was able to, I can't remember how, but they was able to tie her into Suzanne. And then that's when she well, started. No, to find they, had, they, they ended up finding out because um, uh um, I'm going to call this nigga Florence. Franklin would told her told them everything. Yeah, at this point, yeah, that's when he told. told yeah, he them told everything. them everything. And like, and that was just crazy for her to to find out. Like, yo, like I'm looking for family. Come to find out, my mom was murdered. Mm-hmm. Michael, my my one brother, he's murdered, and okay. I got another brother, and. The only person and, that she could see is her grandfather. Yeah. And that dude, he's like, yo, I think he's gotten to the point where he was just like, because I'm pretty sure it went over in his head. If I would have took these kids in, I probably could have prevented them. her. That's having exactly them. what he said. He said, I could have, he said, now that I look back on him, I could have saved him. Yeah. And it's like now he's trying to. Uh, redeem himself by being his granddaughter's life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not really redeem. I don't think it's necessarily redeeming himself. It's just like, you know, like you said, being 23, you just got out of war, you're dealing with PTSD, you know, you don't got a job, you live with your mom, like you can't really take care of no kids. So the best option you would think would, would to be to put them in foster care. Right. At least you would think at the time they would have a, a chance at a better life. He didn't know that this wacko would come through and marry this 
un, no, un, undo good and no good broad that really didn't want no kids for real? Because that's what I think. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just don't think she ain't want no kids. I, and feel, then, I feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? And then she didn't know that he was going to set her up to get locked up and then take their kid and sell the other two off to foster care and then, you know what I'm saying, basically traffic their fucking kid. Nobody is ever thinking like that. So, I mean, him being in his grand his granddaughter's life is just him, you know what I'm saying, like doing what he should have did a long time ago, of course, but I don't think he's really trying to redeem himself. You know what I'm saying? I think it's just like now he can make the right decisions. You know what I'm saying? He He's in the position to actually make, you know what I'm saying, the proper moves instead of being, you know what I'm saying, a young 23-year-old war vet. True, but then also at the same time, <clears throat> Even though, you know what I'm saying, it, you were saying it jokingly, but at the same time, like, I'm 23, you know, all that type stuff. Mm-hmm. Not only am I, are y'all trying to, you know, put on me my daughter, yeah, but two siblings that I have nothing to you do with. Even then, then he only met her once because mm-hmm. he wasn't there when she was born. So he met his right. one daughter only once. So she really don't even know who she, who he is, mm-hmm. and then y'all gonna tackle two more, and I and I'm pretty sure like his parents was like, do you really think after what you just went through, you could take on three kids, and then have to deal with the fact that the other two are not yours, and they came out of out of wedlock to a woman that you was married to, and she just or the or the parents might have just been like, hey, we taking care of you, we ain't taking care of three other kids. Yeah, like that's 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 a lot, man, to yeah. to to ask somebody to take on to, man. So but I'm pretty sure, you know, if if, if he has any kind of soul, I'm pretty sure it like playing that over in his head that he probably wish he would have did something different. But mm-hmm. at the same time, asking somebody at that age to do that after what they just went through. Right. And that's what I'm saying, like. Dude, I've watched countless movies, and I know people think it's movies, but I've seen countless movies on Vietnam War. First of all, you got to understand my favorite war movie is Platoon, and that was done by Oliver Stone. And Oliver Stone basically gave his own story about when he was in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. So if you watch Platoon, it's really kind of, I mean, obviously it's based on true events, but it's similarly a true story because the Oliver Stone is telling like this is what Vietnam was like when I was here. Mm-hmm. I've seen I don't maybe at least like three different podcasts on the Vietnam War. Like they went through some shit over there. And yeah. now you just gonna think that a man is gonna take on three kids with one of them being his it's like dude it it's it, it's tough. It's, it's it's tough, but like this this whole this whole documentary was crazy, and and like I said, like the best way to describe it is just the fact of like there are so many layers that keep getting peeled and peeled and peeled and peeled, and he was like, "Yo, I've never time. seen this shit coming." Every time, bro, it never failed. Like I mean, like every chance they got, it was like, "Yeah," but you see this? Wait a minute, look over here. And it was like, God, I mean, like, they got married. Then to come to find out, the crazy part was the names that they got was stolen from some burial plots. That's nuts. 
the Clarence and Tanya. Yeah. Burial plots. Uh, uh um Warren and, and uh Sharon burial plots. When they went to go see um when they went to go find out who Sharon uh what was it? Sharon um what's her last name? Uh Marshall. Sharon Marshall, it was a two year old kid, bro, that had died. Yeah, because when that cause when when they had called and checked their names, they was like because the police called this woman and yep. it was like, yo, we found your daughter. She was like, that's impossible. She's been dead for 20 years. Yeah, she was a two at two. I'm like, yep. man, this dude is nuts. Crazy. But this is the crazy part, though. He was able to basically <laughs> he was able to basically go from state to state and just say, hey, my name is such and such. I need ID. <laughs> Yo, this was now, no documents, <laughs> nothing, no social security card, nothing. Like who? What? What? What were they doing at the DMV in the eighties, bro? That's what I want to know. What, who was who was working that job? Because you suck at your job. Listen now, now we got regular IDs and real IDs. Come in with a bill. You got to come in there with your old <laughs> ID from high school. You got to come in with a college ID. You got to come in with a blood test. Like you got to do everything now. Then you, hey man, look, my name is uh, John Jacob Jingle Hammer Smith. Man, I need an ID, man. I lost my old <laughs> ID. You know what I'm saying? This is my address. This is. I'm like, bro, y'all didn't think to check none of his shit. No background check. No nothing. Like nothing. God, dog, man. And no then the crazy part was, the crazy part was when they found um when they found the other girl that he killed, because at the time it wasn't no DNA. Mm-hmm. So they literally had to wait and find the rest of the pieces. And I think they that they um they finally got her identity through dental records or something like that. I don't remember if that was in the. In the I want to say it was. Doc. I want to say it was dental records, but I think they got her identity after they seen the picture through dental records to to confirm who it was. But I'm like, bruh. Then the, the crazy part was the way that they found the pictures was the the fucking truck was being auctioned off, and something happened to the truck. Dude, look under the truck and see this shit up under there. I'm like, man, this shit is crazy. All I got to say is this, man. Hide your kids, hide your wife. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm telling you. Gracious, bro. bro, This shit is crazy. Like, man, to think, though, like, you know what I'm saying? You, you You chilling. Cops bust in, lock you up. You get out. All your kids gone and your and your significant other is gone. You don't know where they at. You don't know what's going on. Then your neighbor like, yeah, they dipped out a couple weeks ago. Like a couple weeks ago, what? Yeah, they just up and left. We ain't know. Man. We ain't know if y'all still even living there. Man, listen. As much as that dude was an asshole in a dirt bag and all that shit, the original mom is a dirt bag too. Yo, man. she. I think she was complicit in that whole shit. I'm not gonna lie to you. She was a fucking dirt bag. I think I think for whatever it was, she was mad at that dad. I think his name was Cliff or whatever his name is. She was mad at him originally. 
And being mad at him, she was like, hey, whatever he decided to do to her, he just decided to do to her. Fuck her. I'm telling you, I really think she didn't want the kid. And then the crazy part is when they interviewed her brother, when they interviewed Suzanne's brother, he was like, yeah, I didn't even know I had a, a whole, he was like, I didn't even know I had a different family. He he living in Maryland. He off in Maryland. He don't know shit about what's going on. He didn't even know he was adopted. That's wild. Man. Shit was crazy, bro. That's so, Fire Flames, man. Fire Flames, man. What did you think of this doc? Uh, obviously, um, there's a lot more information to be given that they mm-hmm. didn't give on there. I don't know if it was if it was a time constraint type of thing. End up I being an hour forty two. Um, but I mean, even even with the information that you would get from it, is very like there's a lot there, and there's still mm-hmm. a lot to unpack. So I think they did a really good job with that, um, being able to get the footage and the pictures that they was able to get, um, the interviews that they was able to get. I mean, like they found her friends from high school. They found a babysitter. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, yeah, Michael's babysitter. Nigga, yeah, they found a, they found one of the dancers at the strip club, and she looked horrible. <laughs> oh no, you talking about the, the strip club in Florida or the one in Oklahoma City? Nah, the one in Florida, the uh yeah, the she was she Mon, was old Mon's Venus. Yeah, yeah, the other Man, one she looked fucked up. <laughs> she looked like all she did was drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes and strip. That's it. Yeah, That's it. and she called That's and she like she, she called everybody darling. <laughs> <laughs> and she oh, still man. had that old ass eighties hair uh, hairstyle, and that old ass. She still using lipstick from the eighties. Man, I'm um, telling you, she definitely smoked cools. Our <laughs> <laughs> uh, camels, man. Um, but uh, with with everything they was able to give us, man, and all the layers that they, they uh, peeled back. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give this doc a four, man. I think they, I think they did a really good job, man. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I like them pulling out all of these stories, man, from, from back in the day. So I'm gonna give it a four. For sure, man. So um man, listen, because I because Netflix did such a great job, not just with this documentary, but also turning this documentary into a great five part podcast and giving just a, a tad bit more information and breaking down the story just a little bit more, I'm going five. This was one of the best documentaries I've seen in a long time. Ooh. When I tell you that this was one of them ones where, you know how you got the lazy boy recliner, you sitting back, you watching it, you know, you just kicking back. You may or may not be paying attention. I was on the edge of my seat throughout this <laughs> whole one hour and 49 minutes, man. The whole time, the whole time, I was amazed at just how elusive this dude was. Not only that, I was also amazed at how just deceiving people can be and how trusting some people can be as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, just the fact that throughout this girl's whole life, right? She was going through this, and then uh, the one friend, I think her name was Jenny. It was either Jenny or Sherry. I forgot which one it was, but 
the one that had spent the night with, I think it was Jenny that spent the night, but basically she never told anybody what happened that night in there. And when they, when she spent the night, she had never told anybody what happened. That was her first time saying anything that night. If she would have, if she would have said something a long time ago and I, and I don't want to paint her out to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? In the wrong, because she was a kid at the time, too. So you can't really put too much pressure on her. But she even said it herself. She said she felt like every day she should have said something. But if she would have said just anything, because I think her mom was a cop. So, like, just I, even saying something, that shit would have, you know what I'm saying? Like, that could have probably made some type of difference. I feel you. But then, like, we got to understand, like, even her mom was like, well, first of all, her mom told her not to tell her dad because her dad didn't like him because the first time he met them, he asked for a loan. Begging for fuck, man. Begging for some money. From people that you don't even know. Yeah. And then, so, and then it popped up in their house. Yeah. Nuts. Man. So, yeah, like, for sure. It, it was just, it was crazy, man. Um, But I'm definitely giving this joint a five, man. Um, I enjoyed it. Y'all go check it out. I'm sure y'all will enjoy it too, especially if you like crime docs. Um, that was one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. Next episode, man, um, August 5th, my birthday. That's right, turning to big 34. We're doing Alpha Dog. I'm ready for this one. Yeah, man. That's I'm ready for this one, man. This this is this is an underrated movie. This is another based on a true story mm-hmm. uh, movie yeah, that we're doing Justin about Timberlake and uh, Justin Timberlake. I can't never say that one dude name. He was uh, the one dude from Star Trek. Uh, who was in there? Pine, it was the other Amanda one. Amanda Seyfried. She's in this yep. joint. Yep. Um, uh, my man from Animal Kingdom. I'm watching him right now. Sean, I think it's Sean Hasty. He's in it. A man from the faculty that was a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's in this. Okay. Um. But I haven't I haven't seen it in a while, man. It's gonna be good going back and watching it because um Bruce Willis in this, is in this joint. Oh so um, I ain't seen this shit in forever. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think it's an interesting movie to do because Ben Foster, he's in this joint. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting movie to do because you know, I really fought with true stories and then was you know what I'm saying we can, you know, get into you know the time that people end up getting and and then just of the stories that was recalled because I will say this before we go the the story that was given about the things that he was able to do while he was kidnapped mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying before he took that bullet in the end man it seemed like a pretty good day because <laughs> a good couple of days my man got the smash for the first time yeah. he's getting drunk he's getting high like like it, it was definitely not the type of kidnapping that you think. Like, <laughs> like this is this was a pretty cool kidnapping. I mean, he went to like two good parties. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was it was wild, man. It was wild, but it, it's an interesting movie to do, man. It came out a while ago, so it's gonna be fun going back and watching it. Yeah, man, I can't wait. So, um, make sure y'all watch that ahead of time. You know what I'm saying? We'll be ready to go. And then, um, listen, if you like this episode, if you want to, you know what I'm saying, chat with us about it, hit us up, let us know. Um, however you feel, man, give us some feedback about what you think about this episode. Or if you watch this doc and you just want to, you know what I'm saying, 
uh, tweet or talk about it, hit us up um, at View and Nine Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We are also on Facebook at VA Pod Watch Group, so you can hit us up there. You can follow me on Twitter at Scoots Bronson. I have a link tree in my bio. You go to that link tree, find me everywhere else. Don't forget the new XLX collection is out for my overly opinionated clothing line. You go check that out. Go grab you a couple shirts. Also, go check out my new um, single, Zambient. It's out everywhere right now. Just search Scoots Bronson on Tidal, uh, Spotify, Apple, wherever. Uh, album is out August 7th. Yeah, uh, before before I get into mine, the new XLX shirt, mm-hmm. the one white with the – yeah, I'm going to have to cop one of those. Which and, one? Um, the one with the shirt is white and it just got the XLX on it. Oh, uh, with the and like three different the, colors. Oh, uh, yeah, the primary shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I'm about, about to cop one of those. And I also, I got the pop. I got the hat that go with it too. Oh, so, you, you, know. you didn't let me finish. Yeah, my pop saw the hat. He was yeah. like, hey, he was like, I saw the hat on your friend's page. He was like, he was like, he was like, I want one of those. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, all right, I'll order. He was like, I said, you gonna give me the money? He was like, we well, just go ahead and like give you the money later. I said, now nah, you can give me the money. <laughs> <laughs> And then I ordered that, but um, but yeah, he won't want them hats, man. He okay. he loved he loved the hats on the. But so um, oh uh, so, oh all right. So uh, S. Foster Eight on Instagram and Twitter, um, at Twenty Eight Minutes or Less Pod. That's just on IG. Um, I took a week off, but I'm coming back with something special the next time y'all hear Twenty Eight Minutes or Less. But if you have not heard. The last episode I put out, episode ninety-five, which was the Drake episode. Great episode, by the way. So Appreciate um, it. I know I told you I had some things, you know what I'm saying, to chat with you about, but listening to the rest of it, no, I don't. Yeah. Oh man, so okay. So when we yeah, break yeah. this off, you gotta you gotta let me know what you're talking about. Cause I don't know if that's good or bad. No, that's but, a, no, it's it's great. It's great. Oh, okay. You, you okay. Thing, uh so uh go check out that uh so uh, the next episode is is go, it's gonna be a good one. So uh, be on the lookout for that one. I think. Well, we'll do all that later. But uh, but yeah. Uh, so go check out Twenty Eight Minutes or Less on all major platforms. Mm-hmm. Also, man, listen, we are back. We are back. We are back. The Four Three Pie is coming back right before the beginning of football season. So y'all make sure y'all keep ears and eyes out for that. Um, we bringing y'all something new this uh, season. So get ready for it, man. Me S Dot. You know what I'm saying? JD, Siege, E. Carter, we all coming back, man. Um, giving you the best of gridiron news, the best of the gridiron greats, and all the other gridiron stuff. We coming full steam ahead, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that being said, man, thank you guys for your support. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's always greatly appreciated. We couldn't be us without you. And with that being said, man, just like they say in Hollywood, that's a wrap. Cut.